Good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? You know, just uh, as we were focusing on that truth of God's holiness this morning, um, I just want to... um, Sometimes we get this sort of that holiness is some esoteric thing out there, okay? And um, uh, actually, when we say that God is holy, we're saying that God cannot be touched by anything outside of himself. God is not affected by anything outside of himself. And that's a reminder, okay, that as we've been going through difficult times, okay, uh, in the last uh, while, um, you know, um, it may be affecting us and we may be, you know, having reactions to what is happening around and about us, but you know, all the time God has not been affected. He has remained the same. He's unaffected by all these things. Um, and there's a, a theological term which is called God is immutable. God cannot be changed for good or for worse by anything. He is holy. He is the I am. Amen? Hallelujah. So I want to just continue. Uh, Before we do that, I just feel like praying over the word. Father, we just thank you uh, for your word. We thank you, Father, that uh, you've given us your word. And that by the help of your Holy Spirit, Lord, we can uh, grow and, uh, in you and become more like you. And so, Father, we just pray right now that as we open your word, we pray that uh, we will know the anointing of your Holy Spirit upon us, that we may hear what the Spirit says in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to f- f- continue on that theme of focused um, or uh, the other way of saying that, and we, we uh, shared it uh, last time I spoke, okay, um, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And uh, so that's a challenge for us. And it's especially a challenge when things uh, around us um, seem to get out of uh, whack, as they say. Uh, you know, know, we're going along in life, and everything is going fine, then suddenly, wham, things change dramatically around and about us. And um, it's when, in times like that, that we uh, sometimes have difficulty on uh, keeping the main thing, the main thing. So easy for us to get distracted. Um, And, um, you know, I shared this uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and uh, I don't know how <coughs> uh, what your reaction to it is, but I, I really believe this, that COVID-19 doesn't change what our priority should be. COVID-19 should not change what our priority should be. Um, and so the challenge for us is to, how do we keep the main thing the main thing? See, God has... We, we, we've been created with a free will. We've been created with a free will. Uh, and God allows us to choose. 
how, how we want to live. God uh, allows us to choose what priorities we uh, decide upon for ourselves, okay? Um, but the Word of God tells us that actually the greatest exercise of that free will that God has given to us, the, the greatest exercise of that free will is to express it in such a way that it is consistent with God's purposes and plans for our lives. And that's the challenge. That's the challenge. Seeking the Lord's will in our lives will lead us into a full and abundant life. Jesus said, I will come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. And that abundant life is found by seeking God's will for our lives and uh, <clears throat> living our lives consistent with his purposes and plans for our lives. And so that essentially what we're talking about is choices, choices. And the choices we make each day will determine how well we do at keeping the main thing the main thing. When I was preparing to, for my message today, I, I just went back over my last two messages. And uh, with, uh, unconsciously, um, I realized that uh, two of the messages that we, we shared, the one the last time and the one before, was actually about this subject of keeping the main thing the main thing. So I just want to just briefly go back over the last two messages because they are consistent with keeping the main thing the main thing in our lives. And so if we can put the, uh, the next slide, okay. Um, actually, remember this sermon? Building a habitation for God, okay? This is one of the main things. This is one of the main things, okay? Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. And so build, focusing on and building in our lives a place where God can come and, and, and dwell amongst us. Okay, if you just go to the next slide and just very briefly uh, uh, summarize wh what that meant. Okay, so how do we build habitation for God in our lives? Okay, well, we, we, we must be committed to developing a prosperous soul. We must be committed daily to make that a priority. We must be committed to giving God our best. And we must be committed to know and be immersed in the word of God. And finally, we, we need to be committed to prayer and seeking God's face with all your heart, soul, and mind a priority. That is one of the components of keeping the main thing, the main thing building a habitation for God in our lives. In the last, mes the last message I spoke, we, we, uh, we, we talked about the fact that one of the, keeping the main thing means we have been called to live like the Lord Jesus Christ. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. And so those are, the, those are two components of keeping the main thing, the main thing. Now I want to uh, move on to uh, what I want to focus on th this morning. And uh, I'm going to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 
And the scripture, uh, the first verse says this, we then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. That's actually quite an interesting uh, introduction to the verse. Is it possible to receive the grace of God in vain? Okay, uh, just a, maybe a little English, uh, a change of English word there. Um, uh, is it possible to receive the grace of God and for it to be futile in my life? Because that's what this verse is saying. That's what Paul is saying. Um, and uh, actually, if you look at the, what's the first, this is in the King, New King James Version. Okay, it's a little different than some of the other versions. But the introduction to the chapter, it says, we then. We then. Okay, so that reminds us that Paul is continuing from the previous chapter. So what is in the previous chapter is important to understanding how we go forward in chapter 6. Okay. And so I want to look at um, chapter 5, and we're going to, I'm going to read from verse 15 to 21. And he says, and he died for all. It's not going to be up on the uh, uh, screen there, but he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Little bit of explanation there is. There was a time, remember Paul? Who was Saul? When he was Saul, he... He considered Jesus, you know, as an enemy. But there came a time when he was born again, and therefore he no longer saw Jesus in the same way that he saw Jesus before. Before, he saw Jesus as someone to kill, and his followers to, to be killed. But since he came to know Christ as his personal Savior, he now no longer saw Jesus in that way. He saw him in a completely new way. And so that's what that means. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Okay. Um, and, and there are many who will testify of that. There was a time when they would be against Christians. They didn't believe in Christianity. But they, Jesus met them one day. And they met Jesus one day. And from that time on, they, they saw Jesus, or see Jesus in a completely different light. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us to implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We then, as workers together with him, 
plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. And Paul is simply saying that there's a responsibility upon each and every one of us to now live out this gospel in a way that is consistent with the fact that we claim that we've been born again. That's what Paul is saying. And if I can put it this way, sometimes there are special and critical times and circumstances when we call to show that we're different. When it, there are times when it is important that we must distinguish ourselves in front of the world and the people. A time when people will see that we live by a different set of values than others. You know, when maybe those around us are saying it's okay to lie. Or when they say to us there's nothing wrong in doing something that is clearly unlawful or unethical. When we're told it's all right to react in a way that's ungodly. But in this chapter, actually, Paul gives us a list of how to act or react when the circumstances are not helpful. And when the attitudes and the actions of others are hostile towards us. And how we do react then will prove whether we are actually born again. <laughs> and it will actually be a demonstration of the fact that we did not receive the grace of God in vain. Because that's what he's saying. The next, uh, you can put the next slide up, please. What does he say? He says, for he says, I, in a favorable time, I listened to you. In a day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now, in the previous verse that we looked at, okay, um, uh, <clears throat> in the different Translations put it differently, okay? In, in, in the New King James, which we read, it says, we then plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. In the NIV, it says, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. We urge you, we plead with you. The New Living Translation says, we beg you not to accept the marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. And the message says, we beg you, please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life God has given us. So Paul obviously feels that this is important and urgent by the words he uses. Plead, appeal, urge, beg. And what we will see later on is, is something he feels deeply about and believes it's something that is vitally important to those he is writing to, to put into practice in their lives. In fact, what he's saying, for, for them not to put it into practice, not, for it not to have an effect in their life, would be like accepting the gospel for no reason. It would be futile, it would be pointless, it would be unproductive, 
when in fact it should be the most incredible thing that we could experience in life. The verse begins with we then, and so we've looked at that, okay. Um, and so uh, I just want to look at the, the verse, okay, that we're looking at right now. It says, today, right now, is the day of salvation. Now, I've heard many gospel messages using this verse, telling us this is the day to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But that's not what it is. Paul is writing to believers. And he, and he, and he says, okay, there was a time when I met you in salvation. There was a time when I met you in salvation. In the day of salvation, I helped you. But he says, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So obviously, it's something far more than the issue of accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He's, Paul is saying that salvation is something that has to be a day-to-day -day experience for each and every one of us. He, Paul is not talking about the moment we accept Christ. Paul is talking about experiencing what that means in my day-to-day -day life. That's what he's talking about when he says, this is, <coughs> today is the day of salvation. He's talking about proving the power of the gospel, the, proving the power of uh, God's salvation in my life, day by day, moment by moment. And Paul reminds them that there was a day when God heard them and helped them. In the message, he says, the day you needed me, I was there to help. But then he goes on to share with them, okay, some thoughts. And I want to look at those thoughts, and that's what, what, what does it mean? And uh, the headline of my slide is committed to walk daily in the power of the Holy Spirit. Committed to walk daily in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. In verse 3 to 10, he says, we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found in our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. And he goes, by great endurance, in afflictions, in hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love. What is Paul saying? With the power that God gives me through salvation, I'm able to go through all these types of experiences. Let me repeat them. He says, I've proven that the salvation that I have in the Lord Jesus Christ is a power in my life day by day that enables me to have endurance, to face affliction, to face hardships, to face calamities, mm -hmm. to, be, uh, to, to, to face beatings, to face imprisonments, riots, labors, people. So that, was Paul, that is what Paul was saying. It's not just about the fact that he accepted Christ as a, his personal savior. The salvation that he received in the Lord Jesus Christ was now equipping him and giving a power in life to deal with all these life's experiences. 
And he, he's saying to you, by recounting his own experience, he's saying, don't just sit back and say, well, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven one day. God wants to do far more in your life on a day-to-day -day basis. This is the day of salvation. The salvation is just not a one, yeah, I'm going to heaven one day. Salvation means I, I'm being given authority, I've been given power in my life by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit that enables me to face whatever I uh, face in life. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And, he, and, and, and he's using his own experience to say, you see, if, if it didn't work in these things, what he's saying is if it didn't work, if my salvation didn't work in these experiences, it would be worthless. It would be futile. And so ex just saying, accepting Jesus as my savior and, and life is going to be, uh, you know, sort of tipping through the tulips, you know. A life is bo a, a bowl of cherries. Anybody bought cherries this week? <laughs> Gwen said to me, those cherries look good. And I picked up the bag, put them in the in the basket, and we went to go to the, um, the, the fast checkout, you know, the self-checkout, and I put it on, <laughs> and he had a fit. <laughs> a bag of cherries, sixteen ninety nine. dollars 99 69 But what, what I'm, what, the point I want to make is, is this, okay. Salvation equips you for life. Salvation equips you for life. And that is what Paul is saying, okay? Committed to walk daily in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because I've been born again, I have the power of the indwelling Spirit of God in my life, and I'm committed to walk in that power every day, no matter what I may face, no matter what I, I may come up against. I have the power of God's Holy Spirit. I have salvation, not just in eternity. I have salvation right now. Amen? I'm not just saved from hell. I'm saved from everything that Satan can throw at me in life day by day and moment by moment. Amen? Do you believe that this morning? And so I want to, you know, I think what Paul is saying to us, we, we have to have an a, a, a understanding of what our salvation means beyond going to heaven one day. It's about living life living that life that Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen? But we have to be committed to it. We have to, we have to say, I don't, I, I, Lord, the, the things I'm, I, I, I may face in life, but I, I'm going to face whatever it is that comes ac across my pathway. I'm going to face it in the power of the Holy Spirit because I, you, you have put that Holy, your Holy Spirit within me, and I can draw from you, and I can meet every challenge that I face in life. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beatings. This is Paul's experience. Beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. Wow. He's, Paul is simply saying... I've proven that this salvation works in all of those things, in all of those experiences. Amen?
It says, by purity, by knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, okay? By truthful speech and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, whether Satan comes from the front or whether he comes from the back or whether he comes from the left or whether he's right, I want to tell you, we have a, a protection in God. Amen? We, we shared, I think, last time, we, we put on the full armor of God. Amen? No matter what the, the, the enemy can throw against us. Okay? And, and this, this is one, okay? Through honor and dishonor. Do you know that some people will honor you and some people won't honor you? But I want to tell you, if you're focused on living and walking daily in the power of the Holy Spirit, you don't need men to honor you, to know the peace of God in your life. I want to tell you, if, if, you were, if, if your life is uh, right before God, and you, you know that even, even people who, who may be considered holy, okay, have enemies, <laughs> have enemies. And I want to tell you, you may have enemies, but the point is, if, 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 you, if your heart is pure before God, the, David, the psalmist says, you know, I, just a personal experience, you know, there was a time when I, I was going through an issue, okay, I was in the pastorate, and, and, and there was an accusation, okay, and, and, and I, it was troubling me and bothering me, and I, and I went, got into bed one, day, one night, and um, I, I was just lying there, and sort of, you know, when something's bothering you, and you, and you can't get to sleep, and your mind is going and, 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 uh, round and round, and uh, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. And out of the blue, I, I, I got up and I opened my Bible. And I, Lord, I don't know, I just opened the Bible and the psalm opened up in front of me. And, and it says, uh, the, the psalmist David says, Lord, you will preserve me in my integrity. I want to tell you, if... if if you are, uh, your heart is right before God and you've been honest in everything you've done or said, okay, no matter what men may say against you, whether honor or dishonor, I want to tell you, the Lord will preserve you in your integrity. <laughs> the Lord will preserve you in your integrity. Okay. Uh, um, honor and dishonor. It, it repeats it in a different way. Through slander and praise through slander and praise you see it doesn't matter whether we we slandered by by someone or whether we praised by someone the issue is my heart before god is my heart right before god is my heart pure before god can i say without any any doubt that lord you you know me you see, we, we, we have to be open before God for that to happen. Again, coming back to the, the, the Psalmist David, he said, search me, O God, and know, know me. And so we have to open ourselves up. But when we come to that place, I want to tell you, it's a place of victory. It's a place of overcoming. <laughs> Amen? 
and it all flows out of the fact that I've been born again and God has put his Holy Spirit within me. And now I have a relationship with the one who is holy. Amen? The one who is holy, the one who is above all things, that cannot be touched by the, by the sin that's in this world. God cannot be touched by sin. He cannot be touched by, by, by what else is going on around us. We may be, but I want to tell you, we can be preserved. God is our preserver. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honor and dishonor through slander and praise. We are treated as impostors and yet are true. As dying and behold, we live as punished and yet not killed. As sorrowful yet always rejoicing. As poor yet making many rich. As having nothing yet possessing everything. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a wonderful God we, have, we serve this morning. Keeping the main thing, the main thing. Building a habitation for God. Committed to living just like Jesus lived. And committed to walk daily in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And that's, you know, when Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Hallelujah. Is that your, your testimony this morning? Are you, are you committed to walking daily in the power of the Holy Spirit? And when you, when you make that commitment and, and, and you, you, you put that as a priority in your life, you can be sure that there will be nothing that the enemy can throw at you that will uh, in any way pull you down or drag you down. Amen? Hallelujah. So, Paul, this is the day of salvation. This is the day of salvation. Praise God. I'm, I, I know my eternal destiny is in God. Amen? I know that my when, when this, you know, uh, body gives up, okay? There's a day coming when that is. And praise God, I know my destiny in eternity is in heaven. I have salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. But praise God this morning. I can go out of these doors this morning and into this world with all that's going around and about it. And, and, and uh, I can be sure that even although things around me, circumstances around me, people around me what I, may not uh, treat me, uh, in the way that I would like to, to do it, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? He's there for me. And, and, and you see, if, that, if I couldn't do that, but I say, well, I'm going to heaven one day, what's the point? Paul is saying, what's the point in saying you're going to heaven one day when it's having no effect upon your day-to-day -day lives? Salvation should have an effect on, on your day-to-day -day lives. How many want to live that life this morning? Let's stand together. It's a life of victory. It's a life of overcoming. And the most important thing to, to understand this morning, that life is more on the inside than on the outside. 
It's something that's inside, not outside. It's, it's the peace of God on the inside. And, you know, we're familiar with what Jesus said. It's a peace that it's not the peace that comes from this world around and about us. You know, you know. I remember every time I read some of these politicians and things that happens. You know, uh, you know the biggest announcement, big announcement now, which is, I don't want to. For me, it's it's politically manipulated. But you know, this announcement of Israel and the United Arab Republic. Do you know? You know, whenever I read something like that, I'm always reminded what the Bible says. When they say, peace, peace, then sudden destruction. And how many times have we seen that happen? Okay. And so whatever is happening around and about us, I want to tell you, my peace is in God. <laughs> my confidence is not in man. You know, the, the Old Testament puts it in terms which are familiar to what people understood at that time. He says, uh, you know, they were talking in, in, in the context of battles and all this. He said, don't put your f faith in horses. Don't put your faith in chariots. Don't put your faith in man. He says, but put your faith in God. Amen? Faith in God. And, and uh, seek first. Amen? The kingdom of God. And all these things will be added to you. Um, and so the bottom line of what, what I wanted to share with you this morning is this. Please, please don't just see s salvation as something that just gives you a, a passport to heaven. <laughs> salvation is something that God wants to make uh, a powerful uh, effect in your life and in my life. Salvation is something that helps us to live in life, amen, uh, in the way that God uh, uh, has planned for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I'm so grateful to God for that. Amen? I, I, you know, um, it's, it's something that we, we can so easily be distracted from. But it's one of the things I believe is keeping the main thing, the main thing. Building a habitation for God in my life being committed to, to live in the way that Jesus lived and being committed to walk daily in the power of God's Holy Spirit in my life. And that's what Paul was saying when, he, when, he was, when he, he's de declaring, behold, now is the day of salvation. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And he, he was pretty um, strong on it, as we, we've already said. It, it was such an important issue to him. He, he used words like, I plead with you, I beg with you, I urge you to, to take this issue seriously. And, and, and as uh, your pastor this morning, I want to uh, use that same language. I want to urge you, I beg you, I plead with you. Take advantage of all that God has provided for you. Take advantage of all that God, this, this salvation, this wonderful salvation. Amen. Thank God for his salvation this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. And so uh, as you go from this place this morning, just be committed to keeping the main thing, the main thing. Amen.